It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome to Sunstein Sessions on iHeartRadio. Conversations about issues that matter. Here's your host, winner of two Gracie Awards, Shelley Sunstein. Good morning. I want to tell you about a film. Before I even saw the write-up of this, after seeing this film, I thought to myself, this is this year's Moonlight. <laughs> like a different version, but the same sort of feel. And I love Moonlight so much. So it is called We the Animals, and you can see it at the Angelica and the Landmark 57th. And with me, the co-writer and director, Jeremiah Zagar. And uh, this made uh, the movie made a splash at Sundance this year where it won the top prize in the next section. So already a Sundance winner, you know that it has to be extraordinary. So this is basically the story of um, it's really a coming of ager told from the child's point of view as he is entering well, he gets into puberty and 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 he discovers that he's gay. Um, but his background is he has two brothers, but he has parents who became parents when they were very young teens. His mom became a parent, a mother when she was fourteen. So you have children having children. And so it's a dysfunctional family. But it's a family that absolutely loves each other. So it it doesn't go in the direction you think it is going to go into. So first of all, congratulations, Jeremiah. Thank you. And it's based on a book. And you found this book in a bookstore. And that's how you got connected to this whole thing? Because you you just fell in love. I fell in love. Yeah, the bookstore is right near here. It's McNally Jackson right on... uh... I feel like I keep plugging McNally Jackson. I feel like they should start paying me. I, uh, a bookstore I, should always <laughs> be promoted, though, in today's world. You're right. You're right. And they're a wonderful bookstore. Um, they had a We Recommend pile, and um, and the book was on that pile. And I opened the first page, and I read it and was just so blown away. I mean, it is one of the great first pages of all time. And the book is written by Justin Torres. And it's it's really like autobiographical for him, right? Or it was based on his life. Yeah, it's a fictional, it's fictionalized autobiography. So he takes moments and ideas and emotions from his own life and transforms them into fiction. And what made you fall in love with it? Well, I mean, the writing is unbelievable, but it's a a rhythm thing. It's a pacing thing. And it's a book unlike any book you've really ever read. Um, But I also just felt like I knew how to make it into a movie, almost like I could see the movie being made in my head before um, we ever, you know, 
put pen to paper and uh, film to. Was it pre-moonlight? Yes. Oh, yeah. Way wow. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we were in the middle of cutting when Moonlight came out. We were, you know, uh, we were in the middle of editing and I saw Moonlight and I was like, oh, my God, this movie is a masterpiece and maybe we should just stop making it. <laughs> but we persevered and walked through. And I think, you know, they although they deal with similar themes, they're very um, uniquely and stylistically different movies, which I'm, I'm proud of. The movie also has a lot of artwork because the the young son who his story he really is he's artistic he he tells his feelings in his artwork that is how he lets out his emotions so the whose artwork is that he's, he's a guy named Mark Samsonovich um and he has a blog called love is telepathic or a website called love is telepathic and we had seen his work on Instagram my producer um, Christina King had seen his work on Instagram and she, we were looking for somebody to illustrate this young man's drawings. Um, and he came in and showed us his work and he was a, a friend of a friend and, uh, we just hit it off. He also has a big beard and, uh, <laughs> and he, he, uh, he started drawing, um, illustrations. And then we decided in the middle of the editing process that we would animate those illustrations. Um, and he had never animated before. And suddenly he was spending thousands of hours in our office under, you know, lights, uh, alone animating. <laughs> The movie, the movie We the Animals, which you can see at the Angelica and Landmark 57th stars Raul Castillo of uh, one. You, you may have seen him on One Day at a Time and Sheila Vand, who I saw in A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which is a really unusual movie itself. But the movie could not exist had it not been for the unknowns, the children who are, I mean, they have to carry the movie. You, they have to be believable. How did you find them? Because they're unknown. Yeah, we had to We had to learn how to know them. We, we And they had to be believable as the children of uh, an Italian uh, Irish mom and a Puerto Rican dad. That's right. So yeah. that's a tall order. It was a very right tall order, there. sort of a miracle. Okay, so how did you find them? We saw over a thousand kids throughout New York City. We had an amazing grassroots um, casting director named Marlena Scrobe. Um, she was our intern, and then she became our casting director. And at first, I would go out on the street, and I would you know, see kids that kind of looked right, and I'd go up to their mom, and I'd say, you know, hey, we're howling auditions, and it just didn't work. I mean, a creepy old bearded guy doesn't, you know, doesn't inspire confidence confidence in young mothers. But Marlena um, is so sweet and so honest and uh, and so lovely that she could get young people, you know, young people and their guardians to trust her. And we were totally kosher. And she would bring them to auditions. And we auditioned a thousand young men. And then I would see the, um, the tapings of those auditions. And we would bring the best young men in for callbacks. And um, I think Josiah, who plays Joel, came first, and he was just electric. I mean, that boy can act. He was at three films in Sundance. Um, mm. And uh, and he had never acted before, um, but he, he came in and beat the crap out of me in an audition. And then um, Isaiah came in, and I think he was around 400. Um, and then we were still looking for our lead. We were still looking for um, Evan. And Isaiah was just had this depth and gravity. And he was so, you know, just such an amazing actor. 
Um, but we couldn't find Evan. We couldn't find we couldn't find the lead. We couldn't find the lead. And then Evan came in. He was I think he was eight hundred and something. And we had to postpone the shoot an entire year because we couldn't find him. But when we found him, I mean, he just grabbed the screen. He has this face, right? That just like you just want to the watch eyes. it. The eyes. What uh, what kind of those eyes? And oh my he, god! Yeah. And he slowly but surely became this unbelievable actor. And we had this incredible acting coach, Noelle Gentile, who would come down from Albany. She was living in Albany, and she would come down and she would work with these kids and me. And you know, I had never directed actors before. I'd only done documentaries. And so she taught me sort of the techniques to work with them and how to um, how to get them into a place where they could do this really difficult emotional stuff. But when you couldn't find the lead for a year, a year, weren't you thinking, all right, I, I, this movie, it's not going to happen? I think making a movie sort of is like a religious um, experience. You have to believe in it in a way that um, that is um, spiritual and sort of faith-based. You know what I mean? You just kind of have to believe it's going to work out, that it's going to happen. Um, and uh, and we did. And we just kept looking and kept searching. And, you know, we had our producer, Cinereach, um, they had made Beast of the Southern Wild and they had gone through this process before. And we got to talk to the people who, um, the producers of Beast of the Southern Wild, and they became friends as well. And they sort of walked us through how long this process was actually going to take. And I think that was like... That was helpful. It was and, and and inspired confidence in us and inspired confidence in the process that this was going to work out. Are you at all afraid in today's world? I mean, it's just so difficult doing anything artistically because you're attacked. So you have the, you know, you have the 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 wife who is abused by the husband, the young husband. And yet she loves him so much that she keeps taking him back. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's an experience, you know, that's unique to Justin's um, own experience. And I think also is an experience that's um, that's a sad reality about a lot of abusive men. I think like and, a, and a, a lot of abusive, you know, families that are caught up in abusive cycles is that, you know, they those cycles don't end not because, you know, if, if the people are, are monsters all around, those cycles end. Right. You, you, you don't want to stay with a monster, you know, but the, it's, it's when love is mixed up in abuse. You know what I mean? It's when it's when that abuse is nuanced and difficult and um, emotionally complicated where it becomes real. And that's what we wanted to do is capture a portrait that that's real. And you, you sort of get the feeling that if he had abused the sons the way he abused his wife, maybe she would have had the maturity to walk away. But you're talking about a teenager. And if anyone remembers when you're a teenager, that passionate, undying, I'll love him through anything love, and you don't have the maturity to know, well, am I picking the right partner? Is this person the right person for my future? You don't think like that as a teen. And the first time he walks out, at least the first time we see him walk out, here's a young mom. She has three kids, and she falls apart so completely that she's not even feeding her children anymore. They have to steal from a local store. I mean, it's that type of teenager, totally lose perspective right. type of thing. Yeah. And I think that's the magic of Sheila's performance, too, is that she can give you the, the highs and the lows of what that woman is experiencing. And I think that's the beauty of, of, of this family and why I 
fell in love with this family when I read the book is they live in extremes. You know, they live in this world where they're, you know, um, experience tremendous joy and then tremendous pain. Um, and I think a lot of us uh, understand that. A lot of us, you know, feel the epic nature of our own families and you know, the the flux of um, those tremendous emotions. I am speaking with Jeremiah Zagar, and he is the co-writer and director of We the Animals, which you can see at the Angelica and Landmark 57th. It opened on Friday. So how much truth is there in this movie uh, to to what happened in the author's life, Justin Torres? Well, you'd have to really ask Justin, and I'm not sure he'd even tell you, but I, I think that you know, the core is the emotional truth of the moments, you know, and I, I think what's so beautiful about what Justin did and why I love the book so much and why, you know, tons and tons of people are obsessed with this book um, is that he takes something that would be mundane in, in so many, you know, if, if written by somebody with less poetry and less nuance um, and less brilliance and he turns it into something that feels like mythology, you know, that feels like a myth greater than the myth experienced on, you know, Game of Thrones or by kings and queens. He he takes family and he elevates it to a level um, that uh, that, you know, I feel like, you know, we all see our own families in that in that same light. Jeremiah reminded me before we started this interview that he's actually been here before because before this, he only made documentaries and you were here for the documentary you made about Pamela Smart. That's right. Which yeah. is, she's one of the more fascinating creatures that's come across the U.S. screen, both in documentary and Nicole Kidman playing her. I forget the name of the movie, but, um, <laughs> right, to but actually to the documentary was far more interesting and intriguing than the feature movie. That, I mean, I, I this woman that. is, yeah. So, <laughs> do you have any update on her? Um, you know, she's still fighting for her freedom. You know, she, I think she, she got a really raw deal and a really bad trial. Um, and she's, she's she was the prison. school teacher who was convicted of killing her husband along with her high school lover. Yeah. And the boys all got the, out, right? The boys are all out. The boys are all out. And I think... You know, the, what unites, it's funny because like I make documentaries and, and I make narrative films now. And I think what unites them is I always saw that movie in a weird way as grounded in, you know, this desire for love, like this tremendous desire for love. Um, and I think that's what grounds We the Animals. It's actually the same force. It's like, you know, people um, have a need for love and love is a very complicated, difficult um you know, nuanced thing and a messy and dirty thing. And, and we don't always talk about, you know, the roundness of what love is. We see it as something, you know, at least, you know, when it's uh, in pop songs, it's very simplified. And I, I think, you know, that what I'm interested in as a filmmaker is talking about the complexities of, of that. So what's next? I mean, a lot of things are next. We have a company called Public Record here in New York City, um, and there's uh, four other directors in that company, and um, Jeremy Yakis, my partner and the producer of this film. Um, and we have tons of projects in production at all times, and that's narratives or or both. or docu both. Yeah, narratives and documentaries, and you know the, the ideal is you know to be keep making you know work and movies and TV shows for the rest of our lives.
Okay. Uh, well, actually, we're out of time. Uh, I encourage you to see We the Animals. You can see it at the Angelica and Landmark 57th Street. And thank you, Jeremiah Zagar. And coming up, I'm going to introduce you to two Q104.3 listeners, a husband and wife uh, from down the shore, both donated their kidneys. And they'll tell their story next. Oh, Q104.3. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.